0: I love helping people understand hard concepts. And so and giving kind of empowering them with that knowledge that they need for whatever it is. And so I really feel like I still get to bring that over into home buying and real estate because unfortunately we don't learn these things in school. So there's no there's no class about this.
1: Welcome to episode 19 of the National Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host Jared Swanson, and today we're talking with Ashley Lampkins, who's with Parks. In this episode, Ashley shares her story of what fuels her passion for working with first-time women homebuyers. Ashley actually has a home buying 101 for women workshop coming up on July 27th at the Collective 615, which is located in LNL Market on Charlotte Avenue. To register, send Ashley a text at the number in the show notes. And with that, here's the show. Today we have Ashley Lampkins with Parks Realty on the show. How are you doing today, Ashley? I'm
0: good. Thank you for having me.
1: Yeah, well, thanks for coming on. We're excited to... Learn a little bit about your story, um, but but first, before we uh, start, why don't you give the listeners a little background about yourself and uh, maybe your your reason why you uh, became a realtor?
0: Yeah, so my background is actually in uh, vocational ministry and education. So I was a teacher for many years in the private school system, and um, about a year ago, kind of had a big uh, you know turn of events in life, and decided I kind of had to make some changes. And really thought through what was the next right step career wise for me and decided to take the leap after talking to some people um, that were in real estate and realized um, it felt like the next right thing and felt perfect for my personality and my giftings. And um, so that was a year ago, just about next month. And I have never been happier <laughs> in a job. And I usually still uh, say, you know, I was sad to kind of leave vocational ministry. It's what I was kind of trained in and went to school for, but, uh, I have, you know, joked with people that I feel like I'm still getting to help people and kind of minister in that way and love on people and serve them in a really, you know, uh, pretty crucial and important decision time in their life.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. That's so cool. And it's the skills that you learned with that you could take definitely into being a realtor. Cause some oh. of the, so much of it is, education. And and why do you think uh, you said you're having, you know, a blast and having so much fun doing this? What do you think the reason why for that?
0: Yeah, I think I one I love people. So I love getting to hear people's stories, whether it's their stories or the stories of their home. Um, And I really do just love getting to serve them in that way and kind of come alongside and be their listening ear be their, you know, help give them knowledge. And obviously, like you mentioned, coming from teaching, there's Teaching is a popular career to leave and go into real estate I've heard uh, as well as nursing there's kind of some you know different uh, attributes that people have that those fit well within real estate. So you know with teaching right I was I love helping people understand hard concepts and so and giving kind of empowering them with that knowledge that they need for whatever it is and so I really feel like I still get to bring that over into home buying and real estate. Because unfortunately, we don't learn these things in school, <laughs> so there's no there's no class about this, um, and so that excites me to feel like I can give this knowledge, you know, to someone, and then they can kind of go on their way and potentially change their life. So,
1: very cool. And and a good segue into that is I, I know you've you've had um, some just some really cool. Uh, uh, focus, I would say, um, helping women and particularly single moms and single women, um, just educate them more on a home buying 101, you know, what to expect. It's, it's not as hard as you think it is. And here's how I can help you. And I know you have a class coming up too later in, in July, but uh, why don't you share a little bit about kind of your uh, passion for that and, um, and your focus for that?
0: Yeah. Um, so I grew up with a single mom. And she still to this day has never owned a home uh, because she never thought she could. Um, She was in a situation where, probably at one time, she couldn't, but there was definitely probably time where, you know, later on that she would have been able to, but unfortunately, really was just not given the knowledge or educated on the process. And I think already there's so many misconceptions, as you probably know, about home buying, and, you know, people think you need 20% down or, or you know whatever the these myths are about home buying and so a lot of people just kind of sit on the sidelines and don't think it's for them or think that's ever a dream they could have so my mom really growing up was always like oh i'm never going to have a home like that's just kind of the cards that have been laid out for me and so so i never grew up like we always grew up in apartments and rentals and things like that um and so not really and i honestly i think i thought the same thing Just being in ministry, not having a very large salary, um, you know, just thought being single and saying, like, well, I I probably have to be married, right, to like be able to own a home at some point or make more money. And I don't think I'm ever gonna make enough money to be able to own a home. And so, like, it's probably not gonna be in the cards for me either. And then, especially living in a place like Nashville that is a hot city right now with, you know, prices that are decently, you know, up there. And so, really, like, well, I guess I'll just give up. (laughs) So, not until honestly, I got into real estate did those myths, right. I, all of a sudden I started learning and was like, wait a minute, I didn't realize, you know, this is a totally possible and you can do this. And it's just, like I said, you know, they're, they're not teaching a lot of financial classes or home buying classes in school. And, um, so, you know, it just kind of clicked with me that like, wait, I want to, like, I hate that my mom could never own, you know, never was able to own a home. Obviously we're helping her now, <laughs> but, um, she's getting there now. But, um, and so I really was like, I want, like how many women think this? Like I thought this. And so I really felt like this is the season I'm in. And so I can relate to so many other millennial, it doesn't even have to be millennial. I've said any age, right? Single moms, um, people that are divorced, that bought with a husband, maybe that now they're kind of in a situation that they're like, I never paid attention to how I bought that home. And now I need to like learn this from scratch again. And, um, or, you know, I mean, any woman, right. It doesn't, you know, single, they can be married still and they just maybe want the knowledge of how to do this. And, and so, yeah, so I really just kind of got a fire lit under me and really wanted to, um, be able to just I know empowering is kind of a cheesy word a little bit, but like, but that's really what I feel like I'm doing. I want to give them, I could care less if they choose to use me as their real estate agent, honestly. Like I, with my ministry background, like I just want to like love on people and serve them and just like give them that knowledge to be able to potentially like build wealth and change their life and leave something to children, you know, and kind of change their future. So I don't know if that, that that was a really long answer.
1: (laughs) No, no, that's, that's perfect. I think it's, it's hard for anyone in their career to kind of find their why and purpose behind what they do. And you're specifically can, you know, when the days are hard, you can cling on to that and and know with your own experience and and with your mom and and just living through it that, you know, what you're doing really does matter. And, um, and I think now as as I mean, this market's been tough for a lot of a lot of new realtors getting into and I think it's really important to find your niche, find your area that you get excited uh to do. You know, like for me I love podcasting right. and so These are these are fun to do and so I'll keep doing them. Um, but I think it's it's just cool that you found that kind of early on and then you can just keep growing that and growing.
0: Right. And and that's where Um, I've thought too. Like I, you know, this is kind of the the first step, right? We're only a year in here, but you know, I've thought through like, okay, I wanna do maybe it's then we do like a part two right now, you know, it's home buying one oh one where you get to learn the basics for my class, but you know, I've kind of have already started envisioning, like maybe we do, you know, an investing class. So now you've owned a home and now you want to start investing. And what does that look like? Or even just a home maintenance, how to maintain your home, right? As a single woman, that's, you know, you depend sometimes on, you know, other people to help, you know, and you are all of a sudden like, oh shoot, I got to do this stuff on my own. And again, not taught usually, um, you know, when to get the HVAC, system checked. So, um, you know, so even having classes like that, that women can go to and hopefully not feel, um, intimidated. I think a lot, you know, we can feel intimidated. We don't, when sometimes we don't have that knowledge that's there and to ask for help. And so hopefully, um, having these classes will kind of like allow women to have their guard down and just be a place that's just kind of open and free to learn. And, And the other, you know, a lender that I'm using also, and even, um, a, another woman from the title company that will also be there. Um, they all have awesome story, background stories of, you know, things they've been through and how they've been empowered to be able to buy. So I really want it to be a place that like, hopefully women leave and they're like, okay, I can do this. You know, even if it's not tomorrow, I don't expect it to be tomorrow, you know, but like I have a vision and a way that I can get there. So.
1: Yeah, it's not as daunting and not as intimidating because right. um, yeah, buying a house, right? It's a big purchase yeah. and having that that hundred thousands of dollars <laughs> of debt typically as a loan. Yeah, but there's good debt and bad debt. Exactly. You know, the good debt that you know has your home appreciating and and leveraging you know your asset to be able to provide that is generational wealth. Yeah, right. you can pass on.
0: Totally, exactly, exactly. Yeah.
1: Very cool. Well, uh, well, let's transition a little bit uh, and talk about kind of the current Nashville market. Um, I'd love to get your thoughts on kind of you know as, as we're coming into July here, definitely the market shifted. rates are, rates are up, um, but Nashville's still Nashville is still a hot city that people want to move to, businesses want to be here. What would you say is still selling fairly quickly, and what are you seeing maybe that's starting to sit a little bit? Yeah.
0: Uh, The market is definitely shifting. So if anyone is questioning that, (laughs) then uh, they are not watching very clearly. Um, It is definitely just there. It feels like a lull has kind of come in like a pause and breath in the market, Um, even in the offices, right, or talking with other real estate agents. We've all said it. We all feel it, Uh, which isn't a bad thing, though. It's been a crazy market. So it's also okay to kind of take a breather for a second. Um, and obviously, there's a lot of factors that we all know, whether it's rates or, you know, honestly, I have one theory right now that, you know, the last couple of years, we've been kind of stuck inside our houses. And this is the first summer kind of that we can go do things again and be on, vac- you know, use that money in other ways, use it and, you know, on vacations or take those trips or whatever it is. And so I do wonder if people are starting to, like, use the money allocated that they thought they'd maybe be doing you know, using for home buying or upgrades in their house now to like, Oh, well now we can go on that vacation again. Cause the pandemic is, you know, quote unquote over. So, um, yeah. you know, so I think there's a lot of factors I think that are playing into why we're seeing a shift. I would say for sure though, I am seeing the probably the part of the market that I'm seeing not change really as much is that kind of like first time home buyer, millennial, like, their price range is usually in the 3 to 550 mark, right? And so I for sure I'm still seeing there's a ton of those buyers still. There's still a lot of low inventory for that price range. And I'm still seeing um you know, multiple offers on those. So, but what I've talked about with a teammate of mine and things like that is that you know, as agents, you have to kind of shift with the market, right? So what's happening with those home buyers is that because the rates are going up, I have a client recently, they're not first time, but kind of a millennial aged home buyer, right? And they moved to Nashville in the fall and, and what they could afford in the fall. Now, all of a sudden they can't afford anymore with the rates. And so they've had to put a pause, which is totally okay. But what we're seeing is if they're putting a pause, what are they going to do? They're going to rent, right? So uh, my team and I have had to kind of think through how do we shift with this market? And now we've started to look into property management for some, you know, long-term rentals because one, as an agent that builds your pipeline, um, I know agents don't like taking rentals. (laughs) They feel like it's a waste of time. Um, Not a lot of, you know... There sometimes there's not a ton of ROI or you don't really make a lot of money on it. But I do really believe in it. I really think that you can fill your pipeline with it. I think it's good practice if you're a newer agent. I think um it builds relationships. Um, yeah. So I think and then, you know, eventually hopefully those people are gonna be able to buy once the rates, you know, hopefully taper off a little bit. And so, you know, they're not going anywhere as long as you're keeping in touch with those clients and things like that. So I really think when the market shifts as an agent, you do have to think like you just have to shift with it and try to get ahead of the game. Like, okay, where do I, how do I pivot with this? Um, you know, and my, my other thing is keeping an abundance mindset. I think, uh, we can get a little scarcity minded sometimes. Like there's not enough houses. There's not enough clients for all of us. And, but I really think that can just put you in a negative mindset. And so really going like, hey, there's enough for all of us, you know? And like, can I cheer each, cheer us all on? Even if it's a slow season for me and not for, you know, my friend Sally over here, like I can cheer her on still. Um. So yeah, but I would definitely say the other thing is that the stuff that's really sitting is I would say the higher priced stuff seeing a lot of price reduction emails, um, things like that. So that market is definitely slowing more.
1: Gotcha. Um, and you mentioned property management. Is it a twofold thing where like in, in that example where your buyers decide to rent, you help them get into to a rental? Is that what you're, you're kind of referring to? And then also maybe you have some clients that want to buy an investment property that you then manage for
0: them? Yeah. yeah, I would say it's both. So we have clients that are wanting to get into investing, right? They are in a place to be able to invest, which is awesome. So we can work with them. And so basically saying, hey, Will, thanks for your help, like allowing us to help you buy this property. Do you want, you know, we know that you want to, you know, want someone to manage it because you don't have that time. So we'll do that for you. Um, so that's one area of it. And then, um, yeah, also just the... If I have someone, like I mentioned, like a client saying, "Hey, I thought I was going to be able to buy. I can't now. Can you help me find a rental?" I'm not going to ditch. That's probably my biggest pet peeve, right? Is the agent that's like, "Oh, I'll help you buy a house, but I won't help you find a rental." And I, you don't know how yeah. many rental uh, renters that I have say that to me, and it makes me really sad because mm-hmm. I'm like, "Are you the, like you have that? You're this client's good enough for you to buy a house with." And I'm not saying, you know, is it because you want the paycheck, but they're not good enough to like go do the rental for and help them out. So, um, you know, so I have a few different people I'm helping find rentals right now. Does it take more time? Yes. (laughs) Is it a little bit more tedious? Yes. But, you know, they they also need a home still and and need something right now. So I'm not going to just, you know, kick them out because they're not going to give me a better paycheck necessarily. So.
1: Well, I think it's I think it's brilliant. I mean, it's definitely a long-term focus, right? If you help someone navigate a tough rental market, I feel like they you'll be their first call when they are ready to buy. Like you said, stay in touch, right. and then you help your investor clients. It, it's hard to find a rental or a renter, and it's hard to know how to price it, and how to market it. You handle that as well. And after some appreciation, after a few years, they'll want to sell it and list it with you. So you just keep, like you said, abundance mindset, stacking all this up, yeah. you know, within a few years, right. it's going to be so much business. Yes,
0: totally. And that, and that, I mean, so much of this business is like going with the ebbs and flows of it. It, it You know, it, it moves, it shifts, and you just kind of got to move with it. And, and being patient, you know, there's a lot, I mean... I would say patience is a big one, you know, and mm-hmm. like trusting the process in it. And like I said, yeah, having that abundance mindset and um, kind of keeping a good perspective on it. I, again, and and that's why I love, um, I'll give a little shout out to my team, the Fervent Group at Parks Realty. But, um, you know, my team lead and, and us on our team really have a mindset of like, this is not just for a paycheck. Like, we want to help people, you know, like this is our, like, people matter to us. And it's not just the product. It's not... And so if that means we, you know, I had a client I was helping, I mean, they, their budget was 180,000. Most people, if I told them that I had to find someone a hundred, you know, a house for 180,000 in this market in the Nashville area, they would probably cry, you know? So, but yeah, so I think it's just when we can keep that mindset as agents, I think we're going to just be better agents. Right. And, um, and our business is going to look different. It's going to make us stand apart from other people.
1: Ooh, okay. Ooh, there we go. Um, so where would you invest? Let's say you have someone um, over the next five years, they might want to buy now and sell in five years. Where would you invest right now?
0: I would say my number one area still for the last I would say a couple of years, even before I was in real estate, I would have told you this probably because I had my eye on it for a while. I mean, generally speaking, I would say if you're going within an hour of Nashville, you're going to be in a good place. But I am a big fan of Columbia. Uh, I live in downtown Franklin now, so obviously get the perks of living in downtown Franklin, close by the walking to all the cute boutiques and restaurants and everything. And Columbia, really, when I when I have clients that come in and say, oh my gosh, I love Franklin. And then I kind of sticker shock them a little bit. <laughs> and then they're like, oh dear. Okay. never mind." <laughs> Where else is somewhere like this? <laughs> you know, I yeah. usually honestly really try to talk them into Columbia because you have this super cute quaint downtown, you know, does it feel different than Franklin still? Yes. From long time kind of Franklinites, they've told me that it is Columbia is what Franklin was 20 years ago. You know, and I don't think, uh, you know, I think Columbia still has more room to grow, but as we're already seeing a lot of the shops that are in Franklin are making a second shop in Columbia. There's fun coffee shops down there. It's definitely even in the, I've been in Nashville six years now. And so even in the time that I've been here, I have just seen it grow immensely and have watched the equity grow on houses and the prices go up and things like that. So I, you know, I know it's a little farther out than most people want to go, but I do really think it's a very smart place to invest in.
1: Yeah, great schools, and like you mm-hmm. said, you're close to Spring Hill. You're close to Franklin, not that you're far. Still close to everything. What, what, yeah. What's like an average price? Let's say like a single family home, three bed or four bed, two two bath. You know, fifteen, two hundred thousand square feet. What would that typically go for there? Mm,
0: I would. I mean, for a while we were seeing really low prices out there. Now, obviously, they jumped though with the last you know this market in the last year. So, I mean, I would say you can still to me, find a great house, I would say, even if you're thinking like a smaller single family home, right not anything like ginormous um I mean, I think you can still find something in in that like three to four range um but I also still see even smaller stuff if you're looking again a great maybe single woman <laughs> like home, kind of like your cottage, your smaller house, things like that, um where you don't need as much space potentially that you still see prices in the twos there for things. So there's definitely like if you're willing to be a little farther out um and kind of have the fun of growing with a city even uh I think it's a great place to look at. And honestly the other cool thing is you know Franklin you see all the beautiful historic homes and they're millions of dollars and you know most people can't afford them. But then in Columbia you also have really beautiful historic homes that are much cheaper. And so, you know, you could actually even have an option of owning a really beautiful kind of magnificent grand home with, you know, historical, you know, and history and all that stuff for not as crazy of a price tag. All right.
1: Columbia, Columbia. reach out to Ashley. Yes. If you listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> yes. She'll take you around exactly. and uh, get take you to a
0: cool coffee shop. Even. <laughs>
1: There you go. Ooh, that's that's another good segue. What's your favorite coffee shop?
0: Ooh, um, I mean, I know it's like cliche, but frothy is still always like, a, you know, it's just easy classic. <laughs> so can't go wrong with Definitely. it. So I would still say I'm a I'm a frothy girl. And then
1: I, I can't. And you. then
0: when I'm like really being not cool in nashville i'll still go to starbucks <laughs>
1: uh-huh. yeah you get that cold brew or whatever they've got exactly. you know they've got some exactly. they got some good yeah stuff. all right last question it's it's a very important right. one what is your go to closing gift
0: oh i love closing gifts they're like my favorite thing to do <laughs> um <laughs> i'm like the basket girl like i try depending on honestly the couple or the homeowner or the buyer whatever I end up doing a basket with a bunch of fun stuff in there so I've had a ton of California clients the last year so I have tried to get some more fun like local like stuff whether it's like local homemade things or just things that are kind of welcoming them more to Tennessee not cheesy but like cute stuff, fun stuff. Um, yeah. You know, candles from Patty wax, which is here or something from Thistle Farms, um, things like that. And yeah, but if they're already here, they're like an investor, obviously, then maybe I know them more, I might be getting them something a little bit more, you know, to their personality or things like that. So um, yeah, closing gifts are one of the probably most fun parts of the <laughs> being uh-huh. an agent, you get to go just buy some fun stuff and put it together for someone.
1: Yeah, it's such a big day and it's so cool to to it is. you know do that. I, I'm an
0: enneagram 7, so I'm like a celebrator, you know, so the partier. Yeah. So I'm all about that closing day. Like we're going to party it up and celebrate because a lot of times closing is like so boring, you know, like they yeah. just go in there and like sign a paper and I'm like, "No, we're going to like put some music on or something. Like we're going to have yes. fun. This is like your exciting day."
1: So, yes, yeah. I agree. Like it's uh, our our personal closing was amazing. We had music; it was fun. Awesome. But I haven't seen that since in all the closings I've been in. It's yeah. I not. don't see
0: it often, and so I try to you know I try to rally the fun as much as I can yeah. <laughs> myself.
1: Bring a, a boombox yes, or something exactly. in there. Exactly. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, Ashley, it's been great having you on here. um Learned a lot, and it's just been cool to hear your story. Um, if someone's out there listening to this and they want to get in touch with you, have some coffee and, and talk about the market, maybe buy or sell a house. What's the best way for them to, to reach out to you? Yeah,
0: they, uh, all my information, I would say the easiest way is always Instagram, social media, probably, um, you can find me just at my name, Ashley Lampkins. And, uh, and then you'll see stuff on there for my home buying class. So if someone's interested in that, they can, you know, my phone number's on there and email and things like that. So they can RSVP, um, or shoot me a message. And, you know, I'm always, I always say my dream dream job is probably just meeting up for coffee with people. (laughs) So, so if someone wants to meet up for coffee, that's my thing. That's my jam. So um, yeah, I'd love to, I always tell people, even if they're just even wanting to get into real estate or wanting to hear from a first year person or anything like that, um, I'm more than willing to get together and uh, you know, I'm only a couple steps ahead, but share whatever I've learned so far.
1: That's great. Well, awesome. And we'll put all that information in the show notes. So who you whoever's listening you can just click on that and check it out. All right, thank you. Well, awesome. Yeah. Thanks for coming on here. We'll have you on a, in a maybe a year from now and do a, a recap. Yes.
0: I'd love it. Thank you for having me. I so appreciate it.
1: Thanks for listening to today's show. If you're a realtor and would like to be interviewed, you can email Nashville Real Estate Podcast at gmail.com. Be sure to hit subscribe to stay informed on when the next episode will drop and give us a five-star rating if you enjoyed the show. Thank you.